Aviv Knani, welcome to Startup Nation United. Thank you so much for joining me uh, today, um, December 19th for the time capsule. Um, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me here. Thank you for, thank you for joining me uh, from New Jersey now. Um, right before we get into what transpired for you, your team, your company, during the context of, of the war. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and data rails, uh, just so that we have a little bit of context for this episode. Right, great, yeah. So uh, I'm the VP of front of marketing and sales at data rails, uh, where I will be starting up to create more than $100 million, uh, selling uh, to the CFO office. We have an FP Nation solution, a financial planning analysis that supercharges your Excel. Uh, the background for me is that I actually, I'm Israeli, but I spent many years in the U.S. I did my MBA here at Duke and worked for many years at IBM, both in New York as well as in Texas. And about five years ago, I decided to move back with a family to Israel. I had one kid already born in New York, one in Texas, decided to come back. And we moved to Israel, joined the startup scene. And this is my third startup now. I love the Israeli tech sector and the startup scene in particular. And um, love it, especially like the, all the experience of how companies uh, grow from different routes. Uh, and I've been here for two years. And now we can talk a little bit about what happened that within a few days, uh, I moved back to the U.S. Yeah. So so take me take me back to to you know October seventh. You know where were you? What what transpired for you for your team? How did things play out? Yeah, so October 7th, I was at home uh, with my family. Uh, you know, we heard the sirens and like, you know, uh, something's happening again, but uh, we could have imagined how horrible results would be. Uh, we were in our, pod, our shelter at home. Uh, luckily for us, we were far away from all the events. Uh, so like we realized that the events happened in a place that I took my family just like a few uh, months before uh, at Reim party happened uh, but luckily that day we were just at home uh, it took I think a lot of time for us to understand like what exactly was happening both on the personal level as well as in the company level uh, we were supposed to have a sales uh, kickoff in November with all of our salespeople from the US everyone was super excited to come to Israel and remember even in the first few days we were saying let's think about it for a few days maybe a week before we if we decide to keep it or cancel it you know in retrospect you're like it's so obvious you know we could could have canceled on the first day, but uh, I think it took everyone time to process horrible events. And so, what what happened? What happened the next few days? How did you know as the, as these things started piecing together, and you started realizing what happened? What what was sort of the, the spring to action from your end? So, of course, we decided not to uh, cancel our uh, sales kickoff. Uh, a lot of our team members were drafted and went to reserve duty. Half of all my marketing team. And within a week or two, we started having discussions in management about a contingency plan. Because at the end of the day, uh, we wanted to, we have to deliver results. Uh, and all the employees are counting on it. And the whole Israeli uh, economy is based a lot on the success, you know, from startups in the tech community. Like we can't just sit around and just be shocked and terrorized. Look what happened. Like we have to deliver. This is why I believe 
connected, you know, with this campaign of no matter what, hashtag no matter what, that was started by uh, uh, some marketers in the tech sector. And the CEO, in one of the management meetings, he suggested maybe we fly a few people to the U.S., especially like salespeople, are there like integral people uh, in the company that they can work and deliver results despite everything that's happening. And soon my name came up. Uh, the idea was maybe I go just for a few months uh, just to be able to work from there uh, to serve two purposes. So I invented the marketing team and the sales team. So all of the marketing team is based in Israel. So the goal was for me to serve as backup for them in the U.S., just in case, you know, something falls and all that, I have access, you know, to all the different tools and campaigns, you know, we, we run, a, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars each month and also be closer to the sales team, which is mostly based in the U.S., uh, so I could be with them uh, uninterruptedly uh, during this time. Uh, so it came up the idea on Monday evening, by Saturday, I was out of flight with my family, with suitcases, uh, and wow. I moved here until, and I'm supposed to be here until August. Incredible. And and so what what are the what are the real you, you mentioned right before the call that about half the team were called to reserves and you've taken some some very concrete actions in the context of the war um with, with different efforts. What were the different things that as a team you guys have done since the start of the war? So I think at the first few days, like everyone was in shock. A lot of people couldn't you know, yeah. really as well, couldn't really focus at work. Uh, but so, you know, when we had, had a lot of people be called for reserve duties and this half the marketing team was called to reserve duties as well as our product team, uh, people started, you know, to raise their hands and help, uh, and cover for the people that are there. So, you know, the product marketer is now helping doing content, uh, people that run the campaigns, uh, on the, you know, Google are now helping with campaigns and Facebook. And a lot of other things, because at the end of the day, like we just have to deliver results. When you think about our competitors, our space in FP&A, uh, companies based in the U.S., Canada, they're continuing to run their operations uh, just like they did before. We have to compete with them and we have to be better. And uh, I think that it was really amazing to see, first of all, from the marketing team and the product team, how people were able to cover for each other, but also the Americans really stepped up, both in our sales team a lot of Americans decided to take over like some of the intro calls that we had with clients from, you know, the Israeli ones that were now in shelter. Half of our customer success team is based in the U.S. They also covered for the team in Israel. So a lot of the, a lot of people, not only Israelis, especially like Americans, worked longer hours and much harder work in order to cover uh, for the people that aren't here now uh, because they're in the reserve duty. And I really have to bother with personal initiatives. From from a leadership perspective, what have you experienced? So now, you know, as VP marketing and sales, you're leading teams, you're, you know, there's a lot of the, you know, human to human aspect. How, how have you experienced it yourself? What were some of the changes you had to, some of the changes that you had to put in place um, from a leadership perspective as a result of the war? Yeah, so soon I had to figure out like how can we deliver the same results as before and make sure that everything's covered and we're not dropping anything. So like I mentioned, a lot of people, we have to ask also a lot, like initiate it, but like to cover for each other, making sure no ball is being dropped. Sometimes we have to get budget to get freelancers to support others. And also at the beginning, I had a lot of conversations with people in reserve duty, text them, have calls with them, just checking in to see if they needed anything. As a company, we also volunteered. And uh, we helped uh, raise money, like uh, clothes and you know, chocolates and other equipment to send that to people that uh, from our team during the front lines. 
And I think at the beginning, we thought it's just going to be something while, but even today, like you said, we're talking December 19th. I just had a call with uh, my content manager. He's now uh, serving in reserve duty. Like, never got a break in ever since it started. And just checking in, asking him how he's doing. And uh, yeah, we just have to adapt to this new reality. And that's, I think, what we're all trying to figure out together. Yeah, no, definitely. Have, have any of the priorities shifted over the last two and a half months since the start, you know, things that you've been placing more or less time on as an organization? I think we have to prioritize and say, like, what are the most important things? But I have to be honest that at the end, we are almost doing everything we did before and more than that. We actually had an amazing uh, Q3 in terms of results. We're having a very strong Q4. Uh, we have uh, very aggressive growth targets for next year, despite everything that's happening in Israel and the economy. So we're even like spending a lot of time now uh, hiring and recruiting. And uh, it's taking even more of our time. It's hard to do it with half the size of the team, like I mentioned. But uh, somehow uh, we're trying to make it work. Like we just don't have any other option. We have to grow and we have to be successful. Yeah. No, 100%. And are there, diff- are there certain activities that you're taking part in in the context of the war and the, and the united effort in the context of, you know, what, what, what everybody's going through from, from data reels perspective. Yeah. So the, the team in Israel is doing like amazing things, you know, they're volunteering, uh, whether it's with agriculture related things, we're also helping uh, soldiers with donations in the front lines. Um, it's also like, uh, I have to say on a personal note for me, it's weird, uh, because I moved here and I have a lot of guilt for being here now. And I also try to do, you know, whatever I can to support. So like I mentioned, we moved here just with suitcases. We're planning that fast. I gave my apartment to like a distant relative uh, from the north. And I also gave my car to a woman from the south I'd never met before. Like she has like eight kids. And uh, she found like a different apartment where I live in Ranana. And she needed a car. Someone reached out to me. I gave her uh, my car because I get hit out thanks to sell it or anything like that. And the plan is to come back. Uh, so I'm trying to do whatever I can, but uh, yeah, both me and my wife feel a lot of guilt for being here rather than in Israel during this. Yeah, no, I'm sure that it's uh, I'm sure that it's not trivial, trivial at all. Um, and, you know, looking back at, you know, if you're looking back now at the beginning of the war on October 7th, are there different things that, you know, you would do differently um, as a leader? And you know, looking, reflecting back on these two and a half months, I think that it's very few leaders get the chance to experience the turmoil and the complexity behind, you know, leading through this type of event. And, you know, well, what is sort of your your own reflection on that? Yeah, I think hindsight is 2020, but like if based on what I mentioned before, uh, I would maybe hire more uh, like in cover for the people that are here because... You know, at some point you want people, you know, once you feel comfortable, you can work more. And like I mentioned, a lot of people volunteered to do more work, but like, it's not something sustainable. It's maybe something you could do for a few weeks. And, you know, like once you have people in reserve duty in Israel, you know, the government pays for them. So like, why not hire or get freelancers? Uh, because now, like only after a few months, we've decided this is going to prolong. And I think in retrospect, we could understand it and maybe even sooner although again like i don't know if we can understand it like in hindsight and just make sure we 
cover all the positions we need uh, in order to reach uh, the targets. Makes total sense. Well, um, Aviv, uh, thank you for, for sharing this this journey with me. And uh, and obviously, I think that the number one, um, you know, I think that what, one of the most important aspects of what we've seen from the Israeli ecosystem is, you know, this business as usual capacity for tech companies to be able to continue and navigating through these challenges, but still meeting, um, you know, meeting market expectations and not letting the ball dropped with all the complexities and like, and, and some of the complexities are that you mentioned half of your team are in reserves, but still have to, to own the responsibilities. And you mentioned even having a great, a great quarter, nevertheless, from a business perspective, but then, then at the same time, being supportive and being united through the different efforts, uh, whether it's through the volunteering efforts or through the different initiatives from an organizational perspective. And um, it sounds like you yourself had a quite quite an interesting journey um, retransitioning back to New Jersey, uh, back to the U.S. Uh, with, with the whole family quite quickly. And so I really want to thank you for spending this time with me and uh, best of luck moving forward. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, let's hope for more uh, peaceful days in Israel. Definitely. Definitely.